1: Judd's Hockey Show, it's a one-timer. It's hey, oh. Zolgad Declan Goff, who you just heard. Uh, Hey-o oh, to yourself. Wild 4, Vegas, nothing. This uh, comes off of the day after the Jason Zucker trade as the Wild, um, what? They've got uh, home game Thursday night against the Rangers, decks. They've got the Sharks on Saturday. So definitely uh, six available points here. They picked up two of them last night, four points out of a playoff spot as we record this right now. Let me run an observation by you that I don't want this to come off as Jason Zucker bashing. Hit me. But I do think that it is just what happened on Monday is a step in the right direction. You know, part of the reason why I, I've, um, I've been – hard on the wild I think that's fair yes it's because I thought the room the last few years was just terrible I just didn't like the room yeah you know Charlie Coyle's gone now Nino's gone now Granlin's gone now and obviously Zucker was subtracted on Monday and I gotta be honest I like the room a lot more now I like Eck I like Cunnan I love Marcus Foligno uh, Suter and Parisi have always been issues, but you know they're not going to be as big of issues now as they were a few years back. I guess what I'm saying is turning that young, or they weren't young, turning what was that young core over to a new core of mm-hmm. players who are taking control, um, knowing that Miko is almost certainly on the way out. This team this room is becoming a lot more well one likeable but two I feel like there's a chemistry now sure that's starting to develop not saying they're going to be great this year not saying they're going to be great next year but it feels like it's on the right track
0: I'll, I'll do you one better and I think one we sleep on too is Alex Staylock great one his comments and the way he carries himself too is a little bit more surprising and, I, and you know what it's probably just out of default because the guys finally getting consistent playing time after 3 years of making 12 starts over an 82 game season mm-hmm. but I actually like what he says too a bit but, but To real follow up and answer your question, I agree that I I think that there is a new. I'm going to use the word swagger that Bill Guerin used. I think there's a different swagger in there, and if that comes from Foligno and Cunning and Eck, who is just the goofiest looking kid that the video of the hat, the golden hat, or whatever the hell they give out at the end of the games. It's genuine, but yes, but I like it and it's genuine. Yeah, exactly. And then then you have guys like Kevin Fiala, who is just oozing confidence right now. And you're right, it's not toxic, and it's not phony. I think the most important part, it's not phony. And hockey lingo and comments and players can get really cliched, and you'll still always have that no matter what locker room's going on. But you're right, there is something about this locker room that is different from those guys, and it's not to say the Coils and Ninos, the Zookers, the Grandlins were all bad eggs but this group seems to be taking initiative of the situations more than the past group did.
1: Sports is a chemistry experiment, right? Yeah. So it's not like because we both go to a bunch of games and then go in the postgame locker room, win or lose with the Wild. So, like, we see how guys act. And to me, sports is a chemistry experiment. So to what you're saying, it's not as if Charlie and um, Nino and Granlund or Jason were bad guys who were purposely poisoning the well. But I also didn't feel like the chemistry experiment necessarily worked. And I get why they held with it for so long, because there was talent there. And you keep saying to yourself, is the the -the off-the-ice stuff going to catch up to the -the on-the-ice stuff and vice versa? But this one now feels like, and this might have to do certainly some with Paul Fenton, but Bill Guerin, who who was a captain during, what, an 18-year playing career for eight teams he was a two-time Stanley Cup champion, he definitely knows what he's looking for. A leader on and off the ice. Exactly. So he knows how to make the chemistry experiment work both ways, and that's what I feel like th- this is going down the path. And your staylock point is a great point, too, because, and not to uh, throw people under the bus here, but how much do we hear Alex Stalock blame no other people or no situations or say, boy, you know, that goal just snuck through, and I don't understand how it you know, Alex usually just basically gets up there and says, what's what? And I think your word is perfect. I think it's it's not that everyone's trying to lead. It's that everyone's basically being genuine, including Fiala, in who they are. Fiala's not a very good quote. He doesn't care, nor should he care. He's a, he's a great player. And he's a very confident, cocky player. But I also don't feel like there's an element to him in the room that's like, well, I'm Kevin Fiala. I'm great. Okay. Correct, yeah. And so I think your word's perfect. I think it's a genuineness that in the course of how long the season is, 80 games, and in how much these guys are around each other more than their own families, I think you can either have people grade on each other and annoy each other and or the chemistry works. And in this case, I feel like, and this is just the beginning stages too, too, just to be clear. I'm not, I'm not saying it's perfect right now, but it feels like these guys are starting to gel much more. And let's be honest. By the time that you got to uh, Tuesday and Jason was removed from this team, yeah, sure didn't sense a lot of oh boy, Zooks is gone. I felt that there was a lot of lip service paid to oh he was a good player and we and I think people liked him, but I'm not sure how you felt about the post game comments last night. I didn't feel as if it was a lot of, um, I I felt last year when they started to dismantle Nino, Charlie, and Granlund, the guys were shaken. Yeah, they were. I don't. On Tuesday, not sure about you, I sensed nobody was shaking.
0: Exactly. I I, I echoed that, too. I, I think there was something different about that team last night after their win against a, a Vegas team who is fighting a road trip and really, to be honest, did not show up to play outside of the first 60 seconds. They looked like they were ready to play, and then the, the goal gets disallowed and the win gets taken out of their sails. But we could have very well gone in that locker room and kicked the tires around that, oh, this is the... Beginning of the end, where buddy is traded, and now what do we do? And I don't know if, if, uh, I know someone asked Bruce Boudreaux, did the players hear that message that if you quit, more trades are coming? And Bruce said he didn't mention it. He read about it. I'm sure the players read about it. It's, it's inevitable in today's day and age with, with, um, journalism and whatnot. But I, I think that they know that. I think this team knows that. We can't just roll over and and, and be accepting of that our buddy's gone. We can go out and just play hockey, and I think that's a that's a good thing in life to have. Is you can no longer change the past. You can only you can only go forward and and do something and give someone a role and give someone purpose. And I I think that's what this locker room is doing, and it's impressive. It's refreshing. Like, yeah, they're not probably not going to make the playoffs. They've, everyone in the West right now is just winning. It's going to be so difficult to do. There's a lot of points available. So, yeah, but you, there's still what I've just been so impressed about the team is going into this year. I just thought they're going to be the same boring old wild. That has been the furthest thing from the case. You could no matter what your your opinion of where they are as a team, there has been there has been storylines consistently throughout this year from a journalistic side that have made covering this team a lot lot better than I thought it would.
1: And I, I think part of the thing about uh, the day after the Zucker trade and Bill Billy Guerin's comments on Tuesday that were so important, too, is when he because I don't think he was saying that if I sense guys feeling sorry for themselves, there's going to be more moves, Declan. I don't think that came off as a threat. And Billy Garen again, because he played, because he was a captain, because he was a really damn good player that's not this idol, I didn't play hockey, but I'm a GM threat, and players are like, oh, boy, whatever. That is, uh, oh, whoa, Bill Garen saying that threat. But but I think it works more. And I think I sensed last night, and I really like this, I sensed in the room after the win last night that guys almost sort of embraced it. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like, oh, bleep him, they were like, oh, no, that's probably true. And, and I also think that that comes from, and my guess is this starts with Marcus Folino. This team is finally, and I'm about to say something huge here, Okay, and it's just starting again, okay? So I'm not getting ahead of myself here. Um, This team senses, it senses to me, it seems to me like they are developing a thick skin, and it's been a long time. Now, if you go back to 2003 with the West Walls, Jimmy Dowd, Andrew Brunette, Brad Bombardier team, thick skin. Um, But, you know, how many, how long has this team's ego seemed or its psyche seemed so fragile? I thought what we saw last night was another sign that it's not nearly as fragile as it used to be, and to what you said that's partially based on Stalock who's got to play more and more, and he is playing more and more based on felino based on guys and a young guy like Eck doesn't seem nearly as fragile to me don't know what what you think about this as the last young group did, so I really right. like I really like the fact that this this um group of people can either be somewhat threatened and or just put on notice and they don't get oh no not us. They're like, okay, cool. Even uh to
0: go back when Eric Halla, who was taken in the expansion draft or traded subsequently, I think, to the Vegas Knights in the expansion draft, I loved that when they got eliminated the blues, he was really the only one that said, I'm sick of this. You know, that what is this? Four years in a row of this crap? Yep. You know, I'm done with this. I love that he had the guts to say it instead of well, you know, just credit them. You know, they worked harder for a five-game series and they played better and they got the bounces, this, this, and that. And Eric Hall just says, no, this is insanely frustrating. We are the better team. I know we're the better team. And what the hell just happened? I love that kind of swagger that people have. And and yes, this room is different. It's good. It's a building block for the future. And I love that Bill Guerin, I think him being a a former successful player has eased that transition. And also the Zachs. And the Ryan, which, by the way, am I wrong here? It really seems like Ryan Suter is a lot quieter this season than he's ever been in Minnesota. I've been
1: told that he has what been on his best behavior all all year long, and was basically asked by Bill Guerin to tone down the "I'm the GM" stuff, and he's done a great job. Because of
0: it. I, we, we've gone to what probably eighty to ninety percent of the games. Yep. I think he's
1: been available for post-game well, comments less than five times. He Previously, last year, that that became a problem that he didn't talk and he was ducking. I think this year, though, the whole thing has been that he's been asked to fit in. But to go back to Bill Guerin, you know, if Bill Guerin comes to you and says, dude, fit in. Like if Paul Fenton comes to you or or even Chuck Fletcher, who, right. who, who you know, who's just an executive. They're, they're executives. You're like, dude, you're an executive. Yeah. You're a suit. Yeah. Bill Garren comes to you in his suit and you know he played for a long time and says and, and Bill Garrett could probably articulate to guys what he wants yeah. as opposed to shut up. yeah. He could probably be like, here's why you need to shut up and here's what's going to work. But I sense that Ryan Souter has been a very good employee all season long and that that's gone a long way towards and it's because, you know, Zach and Ryan and Miko need to relinquish what they had. Like, they don't get to control things now. they They just can't. Doesn't mean that a suitor and preezy can't contribute. They certainly can. And Zach has been, you know what, Zach's had a really nice year. But as far as the sense that we had about their locker room dynamic three years back, that had to change.
0: And and I know you're not assuming that I'm thinking this, but I think because of that suitor being kind of backing out of the locker room, that's a it's been a good thing. Absolutely. It's been a
1: good thing. Well, Marcus Foligno doesn't get to take control like he has. He tried last year, point. and I could send some pushback. Yeah, it's a good Marcus point. Marcus Foligno now, I feel like, is the captain of this team. Yeah,
0: I don't think that's a hot take. I-, I think he is a leading candidate to be wearing the scene next season.
1: Well, and I mean, look at what we see him do post-game.
0: Extension, too. Extension
1: yeah, I mean, but look at what we see him do post-game. Look at him talking. Look at the fact that Miko now has become a bit— And, again, I think Miko's backed off, too. I yep. think these guys all realize where things are going— and instead of I, – I always felt like with the last group that they sort of tried because they were still not as old. They tried to sort of halt it, and that other group was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Let's just go out and have fun. This group I don't think does that.
0: No, I don't think they do either. But man. they
1: become – I mean, for lack of a better term, and this is a long time since I've said this about the wild, likable.
0: Yeah, likable. They become likable. You look – as a fan, as a Minnesota sports fan, not as a hockey fan, but as a Minnesota sports fan, it's still tough to turn on the wild right now. And I I completely get that. And and in general, hockey is already a niche sport that it's tough to attract the normal common fan. And I think we're getting there. If Kaprazov comes over here and these young kids continue to take steps, I think the interest will come back. Because to be honest, it's potentially at not an all-time low, because it was at an all-time low post-Gabrik, pre-Parisi, Suter era. But it's at a low, at a, at a significant low point, and I think it really, it can't get any worse. It really can't get any worse. You, I know some people didn't want the Wild to tank as we wrap up here, but like the Devils and the Red Wings have alienated an entire fan base that was really, really devoted to their hockey team, and if that would have happened to the Wild, I, I might have to wear wear my hat here and just say, you know what, it was good that they didn't tank. It's probably a good thing they didn't tank. And become bad. Most importantly,
1: all right, bad. all right. That's a uh, Judd's hockey show one timer. I think we're going to come back and do this again on Friday, correct? Yeah. For the Wild plays the Rangers on Thursday. Perhaps we'll be talking about Kevin Fiala continuing his hot streak. But the headline is the Wilds likable.
0: Love it. Pass, shoot, score.